Hello everybody, you're listening to J Movie Talk, episode 197. Come on, Julie, let's go back to the house. Where's your jacket, Barry? Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police, not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? And joining me for this episode is a guest uh, that just started pretty much podcasting um and everything but it's a podcast you definitely should check out and i'm talking about one the only mr josh corngut uh thank you for joining me hey thanks for having me yeah no problem no problem so um yeah i always want to take an opportunity to talk about horror or movies so yeah i appreciate it and, and we're gonna i think we're gonna do a little bit of both here um, for this episode so right off the bat for any of my listeners who aren't too familiar with you of course uh just kind of give a little backstory about yourself okay fun so my name is josh corngut and i am a filmmaker in toronto canada um but you know a lot of that in life art making has been put on hold and so within the last year i started my own podcast it's called Development Hell. I started it with a small network called Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad. They're amazing. They do really cool um, queer and female-focused content. I did eight episodes with them, and now I've started my second season with Dread Central, and I have put out two episodes with them, and it's been really fun. So I guess you could say I am a filmmaker and a podcaster now. Yeah, there you go. You're your your official podcaster, yes. Official, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So uh speaking of um development hell, your podcast or whatnot, um, like how did you really come up with that? Because, I mean it is it is something different than what you would normally get with most podcasts. So like just kind of give a little brief backstory about that. Well, first of all, thank you for saying it's something different than the normal podcast, because as I started doing it, I've noticed that, like, there's so many horror podcasts out there, and I got a little intimidated by it, because there's just so much out there. But, yeah, I wanted to do something a little bit different, and ever since I was in, you know, grade eight, so a long time now, I've been kind of obsessed with horror movies that just never saw the light of day, Um Back in the day, there actually there still is a website called UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, and they've always had a section called Dead Projects. And so I used to go in there and poke around and like look at all of this like graveyard of horror movies of like dead horror movies basically, and I would like take inspiration from some of the premises and maybe use it in some of my own writing. And um, yeah, over the years, I've just been like a big fascination of mine. And so I thought, well, I would want to hear a podcast about this. So I thought, well, what a good place to jump off from. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, and also, too, it, it's interesting because of the fact that, because, I mean, I, I have listened to an episode, uh, by the nice. way. So, yeah, I, 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 I did. I listened to the one with you and uh, actually a friend of the show, uh, Miss uh, Zena Dixon. Uh, we guys talked about the Candyman um, and yeah, everything. And just going on about, you know, how there was a sequel that was supposed to be done, but it didn't come to fruition and everything. And mm-hmm. and also, too, I mean, there have been, you know, 
projects you know in the past that you think is going to get off the ground but they never do um i know and whatnot and some of them they sound very interesting and some of them you know it's like well that's just a good thing that those projects didn't get off the ground <laughs> but yeah it, you never know yeah uh-huh. and and everything and so yeah um just talking about like how you know they these creators they have these ideas and you think they're gonna happen and then for whatever reason they don't it, i know crazy. i know i was talking to a, a screenwriter recently and he said you know like 10 percent of the projects announced actually you know are made and end up on video at some point so there's like and this so which means there's like an endless supply of content for me out there because there it's like an iceberg like there are way more dead projects than there are projects that actually finish which is sad but it's interesting too especially in horror yeah especially especially in horror i mean because uh, i did see that you did have an episode about a um the supposed to have been freddy versus jason 2 I haven't listened to that one yet. I do plan on listening to that one. Um, Nice. Well, that's the very first episode I made because I kind of thought, well, it's like the pinnacle of development hell. Not just because that movie never got made, but because Freddy vs. Jason, the original, as you probably know, was stuck in development hell for like 20 years. And horror fans back in the 80s and 90s, like, we wanted to see that movie for so long before it came out. And it was sort of my first... One of my first introductions to, you know, how finicky Hollywood can be and how disappointing it can be as a fan sometimes. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have like a similar thing with that because uh, I remember the first time I watched the documentary of uh, this film is not rated and mm. just how you realize like Hollywood is in, to some degree it is kind of a joke in a way mm-hmm. like with what they deem you know, oh, this gets a R, or this gets a PG-13, or this and that, and it's like, really? It's like, mm-hmm. you, you have to go through, you have to jump through all these hoops mm-hmm. in order, so even if you make a film, you still have more hoops to jump through before it even sees the light of day, for some cases, yes. some movies get made, and they're never even seen, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's always interesting, when something gets just scrapped for mysterious reasons. Yeah. So, uh, um, mm-hmm. no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I remember you were saying, like, you know, sometimes even movies that do get made, they come out on the other end looking nothing like they were supposed to. Um, and it reminded me of when they did the new Exorcist movie. Not new, it was like 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. And they totally recut it and then re-released it as, like, more of, like, a traditional horror movie. And then they released the original one called Dominion. And I always thought, so crazy how, you know, with the right editor, you can get two totally different movies out of something. Exactly. The power of editing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a a real thing. Um, I mean, two instances that come to mind in that regard. uh, I mean, look at films like uh, Apocalypse Now. You know, the the original theatrical version of that and then the Redux version, which adds in different layers and actually expand on certain things. And then totally. it was most recently um, the whole, you know, hoopla surrounding the Justice League and the Snyder Cut and everything. And it's, it is I'm two different so movies. I'm so glad that you got there. I know. That's a, such a cool, weird example of, yeah, how how a movie can just completely change. Did you see the Snyder Cut? 
I did. I, I actually had that day off, and I was like, yeah, I got four hours to kill, so I sat and I watched it the whole thing. It was good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like, you know, it's not my genre, the superhero genre, but yeah, I'm glad that he got to see his vision realized finally. Yeah, and like I said, it makes that movie a completely different thing, and it's like fans want you know his vision of that universe to continue. So. Mm, I see that. Yeah, you see the hashtag every day now. Yeah, so. Poor DC. It's been it's been hard for DC. I feel bad for them. I, you know, Marvel has always been on such a good track, and they are trying their best, but it's hard. Well, I mean, well, they have no one to blame but themselves in that regard. I mean, I, I, I look at I look at it like this. You know, Marvel. They set out. They had a plan with what they wanted yes. to do. And DC, they just kind of said, well, you know, since people like this, these things, uh, let's just throw anything at them and they'll love uh-huh. it because it's superheroes. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and they found out the hard way. Uh, so. Yeah, you have to have a good plan. It has to be done with a purpose. Everyone wanted to have an extended universe after Marvel successfully did it. But it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of red string to make that actually succeed. I mean, kind of going back to horror, look uh, look at the failed attempt at a, what, universal monster universe they were trying to do, and yes. that fell apart. Yes. I love that you brought that up. I was thinking so hard about, you know, how do I cover that on the podcast? Because there's so many movies that got failed. So I was thinking, do I do all of the Dark Universe in one episode, or do I spread them out? There was an Angelina Jolie, Bride of Frankenstein. Do you remember yep. this? Yep. yep. Uh, what that would have looked like in 2020, who knows? Um, and I, who else? I think Johnny Depp had an Invisible Man movie in the works. Yeah, I think Some crazy stuff him. was supposed to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think they might have planned on doing a... What one with uh, Russell Crowe as uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde? Maybe I don't know, but kind of good casting. Like, can you say what you want about the guy? But it's kind of like the right role for him. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a great run. People forget he the dude is an Oscar winner. You know, yeah, this is not just some random person. You know, this is Gladiator. Hello, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um, I feel like Ryan Gosling was in there too. Maybe a Wolfman movie or something. He was. Actually. Yeah, that's so, cool. and I there's mean, so much. I I mean I don't know how you feel about uh, Dracula Untold. I, I mean I I kind of have like a like I actually liked it, but at the same time it it, it did kind of fall apart to some degree. But I I actually liked it for what it was. So I have to be honest, I did not see it, and I did not see the Mummy because I just thought they looked a little too action leaning for my taste. Well, and um, but that's not a judgment on it. Well, I- I'll say this: uh, the mummy could be if Ethan Hunt decided to go um, having a, a a venture, you know, doing some treasure hunting. That's what that movie feels like. Uh-huh. Um, and but they did that already in 1999, and it was great. We don't need did. it again. They did, but this one it feels like it was basically a what if. Mission Impossible became got okay. entwined with the horror genre. That's that's basically what it feels like. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but like if you're gonna really redo the 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 Universal monsters, don't I like I'm begging you not to 
go action. Like I'm begging you to, to consider horror and gothic and, you know, what made the original so spooky and good. You know, making them all superhero movies is not gonna. I don't think it's it, it works, and I think <laughs> I think that it really didn't work. No, it it didn't. And I mean, I thought Luke Evans. He I thought he was a good choice for Dracula. He he had a good look to him. I like what they kind of did. What 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 they were trying to do with his story. Mm-hmm. It just it just I don't think the full extent of what they wanted to come out of that actually shows on the screen. Like I said, there are some good Who's ideas. Luke to Evans. I I know the name. I can't see a face. He's he's one of those. I mean, he's been in quite a few stuff. Um, I mean, he's been of course Dracula. So he was he played one of the villains in the Fast and Furious movies. Um, so he, he like I say, if, if you look him up, been he, around. yeah, he's been around for for a number of years. Um, mm-hmm. but um, you can't. You can't call it Dracula Untold. It has to just be called Dracula if you're going back to the basics. <laughs> exactly. I'm mad at that. Yeah. So, you know, they did the Invisible Man real good, though. So I feel like things are turning. Do you know if the, the new Invisible Man, was that under Dark Universe? Or is that just a one-off? I, I, I think it's a one-off because I think they just basically say, you know what? This Dark Universe is not working. So <laughs> no. we're just scrapping the whole thing. So I think the Invisible Man was like a one-off. Um I mean, I liked Hollow Man with with Kevin Bacon. Oh, Hollow Man! I saw that in theaters with my dad. <laughs> I did. I mean, I think he would have probably made a a good um, Invisible oh, yeah. Man. So I mean, it's Kevin Bacon. Can't go wrong with him. Yeah, you know, he's no uh, he's no new guy to horror. Friday exactly. the Thirteenth. Tremors. So stirring <laughs> echoes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Tremors. How can I forget about Tremors? Is he? He's doing the new Tremors, or am I making all of this up? Well, I kind of saw he was involved. I know that he was. He got back involved with it. They supposedly. I don't know if they filmed it or whatnot, okay. but it had. It, it got scrapped for for whatever reason. Development hell strikes again. Yeah. See, we're <laughs> everywhere. And uh, yeah. It, because he has, he actually has this new commercial which I laugh about because he's, I forgot exactly what he's promoting because he's in a freaking, um, he's in a pool and he's just lounging in the pool and like I say he's promoting whatever. But at the very end, is him and Bert Gummer and he's dressed in his uh, Tremors uh, outfit. Nice. So I was like, huh, okay, I see what's uh, going on. I love on Tremors. Here. I was just on a like a Tremors Wikipedia rabbit hole the other day where I like looked up every Tremors movie up until, like, 8 or whatever the last one was. There are so many Tremors movies. I want to yeah. watch all of them. I mean, I, I think I I think I think stopped at the one when Bert ends up in Africa. I think that's the last one I watched. I don't know if that's the sixth one. I think it's the sixth one. Yeah, that's long sure. ago. I feel like that's a fairly recent. Yeah, that's six, and then maybe they have eight in total. And yeah. there's definitely at least two TV shows around in the world <laughs> exactly it's like who would have at thought least this? Two, at least two <laughs> whatever i'm not complaining you know if you're gonna give me something it might it could it might as well be tremors i don't care yeah hell let's get another tremors movie right bring back the whole crew bring back kevin bacon um fred ward you know bring back everybody so that's, yeah that's what I i'm saying. just gonna pretend like this dune movie coming out is just a tremors sequel 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can see. <laughs> with with right? a twist. Just with like a twist. A really big... Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the trailer for that? Cause the, I have. The the worm worm in that is a little bit bigger, but yeah, you know whatever. Because I actually said on um an episode um here recently, I was like, with everything, of course, surrounded with uh, coronavirus and everything or whatnot. I said there's only two movies this year that will get me to actually go to the theater. And Dune mm-hmm. is one of them. Matrix 4 oh. is the other one. But oh, Matrix Dune... 4, I always forget that we're getting Matrix 4. Cannot yeah. wait. Yeah, Dune looks good. But but those two, those two would definitely, those would get me into the movie theater with no, like, I'll just just go, just here, take my money. Yes, I'm, I'm what about Candyman? <sighs> oh, wow, you sound... I'm worried now. No, 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 no. It's it just... And the reason why I, I kind of made this out is because I don't know, maybe I'm kind of getting used to this whole, you know, streaming at home type of thing or whatnot. And uh, I do want to see Candyman. Hell, I even want to see Spiral after seeing the newest trailer for that at the movie theater. But because the reason why I picked Dune and The Matrix 4 is because of the whole surround sound and just that sound and the mm-hmm. effect with everything. I don't necessarily have to see Candyman or Spiral on the big screen for for. I see what you're saying. You know, it might, it's just I want that experience with those movies. So that that's uh, the whole I, reason behind that. I am so excited for The Matrix, even though I'm not a huge fan of Reloaded or Revelations, but the first one's so good, and I really liked Cloud Atlas, even though I don't think a lot of people agree with me. And so I'm just ready for it. Yeah, I mean, who who would have thought that we were going to get another Matrix movie, right? So. I mean, I, never back in 1999, I would be like, no way. But now that every, we're getting a new everything, I'm glad that it's Matrix. And we're getting everyone back, I think. Like everyone's, uh, it's proper uh, sequel. Except for Lawrence Fishburne, I think. I don't think he's coming Why? back. Why? I, Larry... Yeah, Larry, <laughs> yeah. Larry, where did you go? He's in a very important role. He did, but uh, like I said, I have to look it up again. But I don't believe that he's coming back. So hmm, maybe he died. Maybe he's dead. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they'll write him off, and who knows? Maybe they'll introduce a son or something. So <laughs> you know, that's when's that one coming? Do you know when are we? I, I saw a logo. When are we? <sighs> when are we seeing? I want to say, like, toward the end of the year, maybe close to Christmas, maybe? See, but by then everything, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla came in, and I feel like movies are back. So I think it'll be okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see, because, I mean, you have, you had that, um, you still got, what, Suicide, The Suicide Squad that's coming. Which looks good. You do. It looks better. It looks it looks like an upgrade. People want the David Ayer cut of the first Suicide Squad to be released. So listen, we don't need a cut of everything, people. You know, <laughs> David Ayer. I, you know, how special do we think David Ayer really is? I mean, maybe he is, but I don't know if we're talking about Zack Snyder territory. Eh, well, I only say that because even when I, even though I like the first one, but even watching that movie, I felt like, okay, something about this movie just isn't right. Yes, like, it seems like lot. stuff is missing. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I, 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 who knows? Whatever they would add in there, it might, it might change the whole, you know, vision of the movie. So, where's Will Smith? Do you have an answer to this? What, what, what the hell happened with Will Smith? I remember he agreed to do it, and then all of a sudden he's not in it. I think Will probably said, you know what? Okay, I wanna, I wanna continue to play Deadshot. But I don't want to come back for this second one because maybe whatever experience he went through on the first one wasn't the best. So who's to say, let's see how this second one does. And Mm -hmm. then just maybe you get a third one and he comes back. And he'll come back. Or maybe we'll get a Deadshot movie. Do you know anything about that? Never say never. You never know. That'd be cool. So, um, but going back to the horror genre. So Thank you. What uh, my question here is, uh, like, what was your introduction to horror that you just knew? Like, I love this job. This is a good question. All right. So I would say it started originally when I was like a kid with stuff like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it petrified me. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is my culture. I have to keep looking into this. So it started with those stuff when I was really young. And then Buffy, as I got a little bit older... And my first ever real horror movie was I Know You I Know what You Did Last Summer. And you could say what you will about it, but I saw that with my mom when I was like eight on Halloween and I was like, This this is it. This is this is what I wanna be and do and ever since then I've been I've been really into it. So I'm gonna give the credit to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Specifically the scene with Sarah Michelle Geller where she's getting chased for like ten minutes. Oh it's, it's good it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So what's funny about that? I mean, I I I I love. Um, I know what you did last summer, but hey, what's crazy about that is, even though I like the, I I enjoy the first one, mm-hmm. but I've actually seen the second one more, and I, <laughs> it, it's it's more of a guilty pleasure watch because that's hey, me. you don't need to apologize to me about I still know what you did, did last summer, although it's. One of the worst endings, maybe, in horror history. The reveal with yeah. Ben Sum. <laughs> I laugh every time I think about it. Um, good movie, though. It, it, it just, it, it felt like there there was two movies going on. You have the main storyline, you know, with Jeff Love, Hugh, and Brandy, and their boyfriends and whatnot. And then you have Freddie Prince Jr. that's on, like, this yeah. action. Why is he in this movie? It's like, it, but, but if you notice, like, in the 90s, they did that a lot with certain movies where you would have the main story, but then there'll be one character off, like, basically having their own movie, and then they just kind of finally find their way into the main plot. I think it happens with dudes sometimes, where, like, a studio will think, oh, we don't have enough dudes in this movie, and so all of a sudden, there's, like, 20 more minutes of Sean Bean and Silent Hill magically, and you're like, how did... <laughs> How did this happen? So that's my guess, is that the studio wanted more guys in it, because, you know, we relate to dudes, I guess, and <laughs> and that happened. Although, I guess that one made a little bit more sense, because he, he needed to save Julie. Yeah. He needed to drive to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Well, How did he well, do that? Uh, well, he did it somehow. But, he um... did it. If you love Jennifer Love Hewitt, you, know, you can do anything. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, she definitely needed saving from Jack Black in a ridiculous role. But so glad you brought that up first. It's the funniest and 
just weirdest horror moment probably ever. I wonder how much he regrets that today. Well, he went uncredited, so I think this is a lot. Oh, he did. Well, he, he, yeah. Which is funny because he had, you know, he was like a mean character, sort of. Yeah. So. He wanted out of there. Uh, what's it called when a when they a director takes his name off of a movie and he puts on a different name? Alan Smith. Smithy. Yep. Like he kind of Alan Smithied up the joint over there. <laughs> Have you seen? I'll always know what you did last summer. No, I have. I, I haven't. Oh, uh, don't. It's bad. Um, All right, now you're making me actually like, kind of want to watch it now. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I see. I don't know how someone could could exist without watching it. You know, I was, <laughs> it's a third directive video. I know what you did last summer sequel. And spoiler alert: there's a supernatural twist. Oh, no. Sorry if I spoiled it, but I think it's important that your listeners know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, like I said, now I definitely have to check it out. This is <laughs> yeah. about the supernatural thing. <laughs> yeah, there is. And I'm assuming you heard about the TV show that they're making. Wait, what? TV show? Yes. Yes. So, I know it did last summer. A, a, like a remake or reboot has been in development hell for like 10 years. And then a couple, maybe five years ago, James Wan got involved. And then this year, it's been like officially announced that James Wan is going to produce an I Know You Did Last Summer television series for Amazon. Huh. <laughs> right? I don't, I, I, I don't know what to think about it, but I, I really will be watching it. So I guess this series is really following in Scream's footsteps. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, the Scream show. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you watch it? Uh, I watched the first episode, and I kind of I tapped out. I said, you know what? Come on. I, I don't think this was do better than that. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it, it it's was. not. It's the is like the 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 teen teen stuff. How are you with like teen horror? <sighs> it, it, I guess it depends on like how they have the teens playing, like. If if they have them to where okay, I mean I know it's kind of hard to do certain stuff nowadays because you know technology, social media, so it kind of limits what they can do, especially with stuff dealing with screen and things like that. But when it becomes too much of like okay, we're putting too much of current you know way of doing things into it, it's like okay. Because then it makes it harder. Like, how do you keep this a secret so, so good? Yeah. How, yeah, with cell phones. I yeah, know. Yeah. How do, how do you really keep that a secret at that point? I think that was one of the issues with me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cell phones have really made horror a lot more difficult because they really solve a lot of problems. Although that first scene with, with Bella Thorne being like, Siri, call 911 is very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have to say I did watch the show and I did enjoy it on a certain level, but it's it's more Gossip Girl than it is Scream, and I think people really need to know that going in. Yeah, you see, and I I guess well when it was first announced, I was you know oh Scream okay mm-hmm. is gonna mm-hmm. be like the movies and no no um it's MTV <laughs> it's an MTV original. Yeah, Not to saying that they can't do anything good. I just have I have no examples for them. What do you mean, Teen Mom? That's a great thing, right? So. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Teen Mom, it has its place. Farah Abraham. Okay, no one cares about this. I don't watch Teen Mom, 
but Farah Abraham released an album, uh, I don't know, a long time ago, that is accidentally really good. So it's like trashy, horrible music, but like there's something about it that like, I don't know, kind of works. So if anyone's out there, if you could find the Farah Abraham album, it's called My Teenage Dream Ended. I say listen to it. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Okay, so you talked a bit about um, your introduction into horror, but um, Mm -hmm. like I know we talked a little bit about uh, I know what you did last summer and everything, but what would you say are some of the other movies that you feel like really, you know, kind of got you into like, yeah, this is the genre that I truly love and everything like that. You know, just kind of going back and just watching, you know, movies and things. Mm Honestly, another really, really big one has got to be Candyman. Candyman fucked me up, but good when I was, when I was probably way too young. I don't know how old I was, but there's that scene where there's like the little boy and he goes and he's like, you know, the part with the little boy in like the public restroom. Yes. That fucked me up. And I think something about that, I was like, how did you can't do that in a movie? But they did. And so ever since then, I was like, well, that's cool. I'm going to, yeah. So, okay. So definitely Candyman. Um, I, I remember there was a direct-to-video movie, me and Zena talked about this, called Campfire Tales. Do you know about this? I think I've heard of it, but uh, I don't believe I've ever seen it. Yeah. Very direct-to-video, 1997, but it was good. It's like very urban legend. I love urban legend horror like dead silence or Candyman or you know any of those kind of stories within a story you know even freddy cougar really does that good you know it's like this mythos within the world about this like boogeyman yeah i love that shit that stuff's so scary okay you know we, we still do that stuff today with like i'm not interested in it but like slender man and all that stuff like <gasps> creepy pasta stuff like this kind of shit's we we still we still we still sort of tell these kind of boogeyman stories. They don't grow old for some reason. No, they they don't. There's certain ones. I mean, I feel like one of the better ones, especially in recent, would probably have to be um, Dead Silence. Because right, I remember Damn. seeing that at the movie theater. I fucking love Dead Silence. And I, I'll never forget that experience because it was me and a friend. We, we went to see it and. It wasn't a lot of people in the theater because it went like during the day or whatnot, and and nobody saw it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it, there were people in there. It just okay. it wasn't you know it wasn't a packed house because it was during the day, so mm. you know not a lot of people in there. But nice. there was this woman that I didn't even know was like sitting in the row behind me or whatnot because <laughs> there was one particular part when Mary Shaw pops up. And she screams, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, where the hell did you come from? I didn't know you were here. You, I didn't see you when I came in, and I, and I didn't see you walk in. So where the hell did you, where come, did you from? come from? Yeah, like, where where'd you come from, lady? What it's that? Mary Shaw. Yeah, maybe. You know, who <laughs> knows what? But, I mean, but that's one of them. Um, I'm <laughs> blanking on the name right now, but it's the one about the tooth fairy. Um darkness falls yes darkness falls i always felt like we should have gotten more of that because what they did with that story about the two yeah that's that one is another interesting development how 
moment because it was supposed to be the creature effects were all supposed to be practical. Stan Winston, who is like a really famous creature effect artist in horror, designed this really scary tooth fairy monster. And then at the last minute, the studios, you know, it was 2003, they scrapped it and they went CGI totally and it ruined it. But yeah, I agree with you. A, a good scary tooth fairy movie, that would be amazing. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that freaks everyone out. Everyone knows about the Tooth Fairy. So let's make the Tooth Fairy evil or, you know, this killer yeah. you know, entity and everything. Yeah. And what's scarier than teeth? <laughs> well, well, you know, the movie. <laughs> that's true. I, 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 I like Darkness Falls, even though it's not good. It's one of those, I'm, I, you know, I have, a, I have a soft spot for it in my heart. You know, I actually do too, um, because the uh, lead actor, because I knew of him because of Darkness Falls, also because he was on the uh, TV series of The Shield um, oh. back in the day. And when he just mysteriously disappeared, I was like, well, what the hell happened? And then you find out, oh, he committed suicide. And it's like, wow. In real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, Whoa. And that's I why didn't he know just, that. Yeah, that's why he just disappeared. And I was like, what the hell and happened? The Shield. Yeah. So, Shield is not the wire. I get those two mixed up. No, but, but um, yeah. you could say that the Shield was somewhat influenced by the wire. So it was like prestige. It was like very well reviewed, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Yeah. So, oh, he killed himself. Yeah. See, now I'm thinking, is it the Tooth Fairy? Like, what's going on? Just kidding. Res- yeah. Respect to him and his family. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's too bad. Very interesting, though. I did not know. Um. Yeah, there's always weird, weird actors that you're not sort of expecting to show up in those things. One of the main uh, actresses from Buffy was the female lead. Yep. In that movie, and she's never really done anything since. No, she hasn't. She just kind of, she kind of just disappeared. Uh, Although she was on WandaVision. You know. She, yeah, she was. Yeah, right. not not you mentioned. Yes, she yeah. was. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is well, a good role for her. She has that kind of weird energy. So, I mean, but well, I mean, talking about Marvel and DC, they they're known for kind of getting the right people, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so kind of getting back to horror, of course. Um, yeah. we've been on the topic of you know, like what has been your influences with the horror genre and everything. So, with horror being one of those type of genres that spans across genres, um. What would you say is your favorite subgenre within horror? My favorite subgenre within horror. Well, we talked a little bit about um, urban legend horror, but I don't know if that really officially counts as a subgenre. I ooh, supernatural or like ghosts or like gothic gothic ghost stories is one that I've always really liked. Um, this is not the most loved movie of all time, but something like The Woman in Black, like uh, really like stuffy Victorian ghost movies. Like, give me, I'll I'll take that. The Others is a good example, I think. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. What about uh, what about The Witch? Did you check that one out? I did. I saw The Witch. I need to watch it again. I remember liking it and then not like thinking about it too hard later. But yeah, it definitely falls into that category of like really gloomy Victorian period pieces. Um, 
There was this French movie I saw at the Toronto Film Festival a million years ago called Livid about, like, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff. But it, a portion of it was this, like, vampire ballet school teacher, and it, it did some cool shit. So if people haven't seen Livid, I really recommend it. Okay. Is it called yeah, Livid? The, it's called Livid, yeah. It's from the di- French directors that made the movie Inside about the woman with, with like, the pregnancy and then someone's chasing her through the house with a pair of scissors. <laughs> the French, they make fucking weird <laughs> movies. Yeah, they do. They really now, do. Now, it, now, is it is it in French or is it subtitled? It is, it is, it is in French. There might be a dub version out there. Um, I remember Dimension Films was going to do a remake, and then, of course, that never happened. And I don't even know if it got a proper... American release at any point, okay. which would be a shame if it didn't, because um, it's crazy. But yeah, Victorian, like like uh, spooky ghost. Oh, you know what? My favorite movie of all time, number one, is Sleepy Hollow. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, going back to good old Johnny Depp. All right. Yeah, I know he keeps coming back. <laughs> Can't kill him. Yeah. Well, hey, he could be the new Freddy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, the new Freddy. That's you know that's always the contentious conversation. Can there even be a new Freddy? Well, I mean, Jackie or Hill, he tried it, and listen, he wasn't what was wrong with that movie, right? No, he like wasn't. we can't, we cannot blame Jackie for that movie, but yeah, I mean, he needs I... to be funny. He needs, there needs to be something fun or at least wink winking about freddy you know you can't just be like a, like a depressed pedophile you know that's not fun that's no one true. wants to see that that is true but i i think he did a better version of that in the movie little children i don't know if it was Ooh. oh i did that's yeah. that's gotta be why he got the role right because he was so good at that Probably so. I mean, th- that was during a time period where, you know, he had a career resurgence, you know, with that and also with Watchmen and everything. So I so I don't blame oh. him for casting him because, yeah, he was, you know, he was a it's name. A good, it's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the movie that surrounded it, just, it was not good. I could be wrong, but I think I remember was, it was like 2010, the website Bloody Disgusting, I, I think, like, did a campaign to get him in it i remember they hmm. like they, they wrote up an article saying cast jackie earl haley for the new freddy and then i guess the horror sort of powers that be did so i think that i think that may be the origins now i could be wrong on this but i vaguely remember like seeing something about they initially were trying to get billy bob thornton cool <laughs> see that could have been better because billy bob thornton has a bit of a, I don't know, like yeah, he, like he's kind of sarcastic in a way that could have worked. But we know him though. Everyone looks at, we're like, oh, that's Billy Bob Thornton. That's not Freddie. Exactly, because I mean, you know, Robert England at the time that he was cast, you know, uh-huh. unless you watched the TV series V or whatnot, you didn't really know who and the you, heck he and was. And you didn't because yeah, no one knew who he was. Yeah. I know he's just this weird little guy. And it was perfect. And now, now he is just Freddy Krueger. Yeah, no um, matter what I don't he does. Think he's too old. I think he could do it. He could do it again. I think yeah, he looks like... like a spry older guy. 
he's like what in his late 60s early 70s something like that i think so, well, Michael they, Michael Myers was old in 2018. He was a haggard old Michael Myers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Leatherface and they're was, talking, was old. Yes, yes, yes. They were talking about the new Leatherface. They, they call them old man Leatherface. So. Yeah. So. This is like the, the trend. Yeah, so, yeah, the old men are coming back. <laughs> the old men, yeah, exactly. You can't keep an old man down. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Okay, so like I said, you, you kind of talked you talked a little bit about like um like you like the supernatural. Well, how do you feel yeah. about like the slasher? John, do you think that could I, even return? Yeah, slasher. I was just watching today. I just finished watching Halloween H two O because I'm going to be doing an episode soon about um a failed Halloween movie called Halloween: The Revenge of Laurie Strode. So I'm, like, deep into slashers right now. Slashers is so interesting with um, when they come and go in terms of popularity. You know, we had the big surge at the end of the 70s into the 80s, then it died. And then, of course, Scream brought it back. And then it was here for another about 10 years and it died. And I think we're in another sort of dead spot when it comes to slashers. So I think the only way for it to come back successfully, and not just with these reboots is if it gets shaken up again. If another Scream can come along and sort of uh, turn the genre on its head and do something new with it, just sort of like the Scream did to those 80s movies, then I think we could get them back. But I, I think it's going to take something really different to get people excited about it again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of in this place of, with that where... It will be kind of hard for that to happen with the fact that every so often you get one of the old properties. Eh, you know what? Let's bring that back. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I was watching Halloween H2O today with the lens of, wow, they made this very, very much post-Scream. Like, it looks like a Scream movie a little bit. It has the similar music and the pacing is much faster. It was like... They decided to make a Halloween movie after the success of Scream, and we, and out of that we got H2O. So, yeah, they all influence each other. It's like a it's like a, a snake eating its own tail, kind of. It's hard to make original. Also, we have so much more grotesque, horrifying films these days. Like slashers are not so scary to us anymore. We need yeah. something a little bit bigger to to freak us out. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I will say this. It's funny that you said it about um, H2O basically being like a screen movie because, I mean, it was done by the same studio, Dimension. Yep. So. Yes. <laughs> and they and... hired Kevin Williamson, who wrote yeah. Scream, yep. to, to do the treatment. And um, you can really tell. Then, so it's yeah. like you hired someone inspired by the original, made his own version with Scream, and now you're going to him to do the original again. It's like it's get, it gets confusing. Yeah, it it really does. And then I mean, you get LL Cool J, who basically is like what Freddie Prince Jr. was, and I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> so so good in it. I forgot how little he's in that movie. Like he's yeah. like his three scenes, but he's good. He really can deliver. He can really deliver lines really well. Did he go on to like have his like to have a TV career? Well, I mean, he's a good he, actor. Let's see, that was what ninety eight. Yeah. 
And he actually had a TV series right before that called In the House, where he was playing a former NFL player. And yeah, it was him, um, Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton on Fresh Prince. He was in it and everything. It was actually a good show. I think it was on for like five seasons or whatnot. Oh, okay. So he was, so he was tra- like seasoned by then. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. He had, yeah, he, he had been acting for a while. Camera. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, a year later, he was in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> so Classic. Classic. <laughs> I love that movie. And, um, for the last, what? Uh, 15, well, almost 15 years, I think. He's been on freaking NCIS Los Angeles. That's it. So. That's it. NCIS. Do you remember Mindhunters? I don't, was he in Mindhunters? He I was. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters. That's all I remember, though. was him on the poster and seeing it. Yeah, it was him, him Val Kilmer, and what, Christian Slater, I think, was in Wow, that was, that's like a forgotten mid-2000s yeah. movie for sure. <laughs> Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite time of the year. It's like my favorite like era of forgotten movies or those weird early two thousands, especially the direct to video ones. There's so so many of them. Yeah, and I, I kind of saw a lot of box covers of that because mm. I actually worked for Blockbuster Video. <gasps> oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. All right. So yeah, I used to see a whole lot of like these direct to you know, video movies. It's like, what the heck is this? You can tell from the cover, like, yeah, this is gonna be a piece of crap or whatnot. Yeah, but at the same time, it was, it, it was cool though. So, but I yeah. see. I love that. I I love like a really crappy, like late sequel, like like a direct video seven or eight, like all of those really late game Hellraiser movies. I'm obsessed with them. They're so oh. bad. <laughs> Have you ever it, seen Hell World? I think it's number eight. It, that, okay, I never watched Hell World. I, okay. it, it's funny of the entire series, the only one of those movies I actually own is Hell Seeker. Okay, that's a weird one. I haven't yeah. seen it, but it looks like six or something. It, and the only reason why I own that one is because I, cause that's the one where Ashley Lawrence makes her return to the series. But Ashley Lawrence, I'm so sorry to ask, is she from the first? Yes, yes, yes. she plays Christy. Christy. Yep. Oh, so, I like her. So she's yeah. in Hellseeker. Gotta watch it. Yeah, Gotta that's funny. Her and, and uh, what's his name? Dean Winters, who people probably best know is for being Mayhem on the freaking Allstate commercials now. But yeah, he's in it uh, as well. So. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I feel like I saw the first ten minutes of it, and like the first ten minutes was just like a helicopter shot of a highway, and I was like, that's enough. I'm turning this right off. <laughs> um, But I will. I want to get through all of them. I, Hellworld is so entertaining and bad. It's like internet themed. It's like all these ravers that go to like an internet party. It's so stupid in 2005. Now, now that's the one that uh, Lance Henriksen is in, right? I don't remember him, but I do remember Henry Cavall or Cavill in it, like Superman. Oh, wow. He's in that too. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Henry, <laughs> Henry Superman Cavill is uh, in our world. We need to uh, normalize people knowing this. Uh, the the the, uh, the penance people have to pay before stardom, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he has a really embarrassing sex scene in it, too. So it's 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 worth watching. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> um, so, okay. So before we kind of uh, wrap this up... Um, <laughs> I have to ask you this one, and this one might make you think a little bit. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, 
if well, I'm putting you on the spot. So, what would you say is your top five horror films? All right, I'm not even gonna take out my my letterbox account. I'm gonna do this by memory. My top five horror films. I'm just gonna say them, and if they're wrong, sorry. Okay, I love The Shining. I'm gonna say Sleepy Hollow because it's like horror themed. Um, there's a movie called Dead End. If you haven't seen it, I really suggest it. It's like a spooky Christmas movie. I love it. Um, so that's three. That's three. I'm going to give it to A Nightmare on Elm Street because it's just so fucking good. And Candyman because it was the first movie to really fuck me up, but good. Yeah. I hope I can swear because I've been swearing a lot. Yeah, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's going to be my five. All Is right. that a good five? No, it, that's that's a good fight. Hey, we all okay. have our own. We we have oh, our own oh. opinions. So I have to drop one of those. I'm gonna drop Dead End for Dead Silence. You brought right. up Dead Silence. I fucking love Dead Silence. There you go. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, this has been a great time. Um, thanks for coming on the show, uh, Josh, and everything. Um. So, so yeah. I mean, we might have to do this again. Might have to actually have you back on to actually review a movie at some point. I would love that. I, you can probably tell I have a lot of opinions about a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, so I'm into that. All right. Cool. So, well, so, it yeah. was really cool meeting you. Oh, I love cool. it. Thank you. Um, I- All right. Before we actually end this, um, we'll turn it over to you and let the listeners know where they can find you. You know, give all your socials and everything like that. All right. Thank you for asking. So, yeah, you can find me online. Most importantly, look for development hell the podcast so you can find me on any socials at development hell pod or d-e-v-e-l hell pod and uh, you'll be able to subscribe from there josh corngut um but yeah who cares about me follow the pod way more interesting (laughs) no no don't say yourself short you can definitely follow youtube (laughs) okay okay both then both Right. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Yeah. Um, and as for me or whatnot, you can check me out, of course, on the Twitter and everything at J Movie Talk or my personal page, The J Giles. You can find all of the J Movie Talk episodes, a part of the TV Zone Podcast Network. Well, pretty much on all of the, um, you know, podcasting apps, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We want to just type in TV Zone Podcast Network and you will find it. You find all the movie talk episodes. Uh, once again, thank you, Josh, for coming on and just kind of, you know, talking with you about yourself and different movies. Yeah, it was um, fun. Yeah, so I will definitely have you back on at some point down the road. And I'll be back for episode 198. I will catch you guys next time. Peace. Bye.